Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Florida Football. I'm your host, Zach Goodall. I'm taking a, uh, a quick little break here with my pal Demetrius Harvey from listening to the album of the year that was just released the night before we recorded this, um, that being Mr. Morrell and the Big Steppers. But I'm excited to be here regardless, talking about Florida football. A lot of recruiting talk ahead of us today. Uh, with that being said, Demetrius... Say what's up to the people. I'm sure you're as excited as ever to talk about recruits. I know it's your favorite subject. Absolutely. I, I If you know me and, and you get to know me, you know that recruiting is my favorite time of the year. I just love to be able to talk to these kids and, you know, be able to get the interviews and, 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 and talk about, you know, what they're going to actually do um, within the next several months and, and, and just, you know, it, it, nothing's ever repetitive it, it's all the same you know good stuff and and, and, I, and I love it no but but seriously I'm really happy to be back and, and talking to you guys um, I hope you enjoy it I hope you listen to the podcast last week I know that we're doing this one a little bit late um, but we just had so much stuff come up and, and and everything so we'll you know try to get into more of a groove moving forward but you know hey we're here yeah some of that stuff that came up is actually a, a topic for today's podcast that we'll get into a little bit later. I know we have some kind of old news at this point to cover, but regardless, we're going to cover it. And that's being the uh, the two commitments to Florida last weekend in wide receiver Creed Whittemore, as well as offensive lineman Najee Harris out of IMG Academy, another uh, IMG pool for Billy Napier. We're excited to break those down. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so go ahead over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAVE. That's B-L-E-A-V and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that promo code is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. Demetrius, let's get this thing rolling. Let's uh, let's talk about these commitments from last weekend. Uh, we had a lot of content over at allgators.com where we do all of our written work, uh, part of Sports Illustrated Fan Nation, uh, with interviews uh, from Creed Winnemore um, that we got through our writer, C.J. Clark, Knock that interview out of the park. Uh, it's real Amazing. lengthy. If you've not gotten to see it yet, it, it's worth checking out. Goes into the whole appeal, you know, of him coming to the same university where his brother is a wide receiver right now. Growing up 10 minutes down the street, watching Gator games as a kid. 
crying over Gator games as a kid. He even (laughs) admitted to Connor. Um, What he wants to do on the field, off the field, in the community here, definitely worth checking out. So let's let's start with him, Demetrius. I think um, by the time he was about to commit, I think everyone knew that he was going to end up being a Gator. Uh, But UCF was in this, uh, as well as Clemson and a lot of other schools. But really, it seemed like Florida, Clemson, and UCF were the big three at one point. Uh, He's got a lot of ties. You know, obviously, Trent's here um, at Florida. His mother also played volleyball, I believe, at Florida in the 90s. Yes, correct. Yep. And and his dad, who's also the coach at Buholz, where he plays right now, uh, played wide receiver for UCF in the 90s Mm -hmm. as well. So he had legitimate ties both places and then of course there's Clemson you know can't really deny the appeal of that uh, well I mean I guess you can right now depends but, on who you are yep yeah it depends on who you ask um but but you know national championship winning program from outside of the state you know he's he's got to hear that out but at the end I think we all knew that Florida was going to end up getting this guy and overall what do you think he brings to the table what do you think of his addition to the class yeah, I mean, it's a really good get for Billy Napier and his staff because it's it's a it's a local kid, first of all, which you always want to try to get the local guys if they're good or, you know, whatever it may be. You always want to try to target those guys because those are the ones who are going to end up being able to give you that pipeline. It's the easiest ones for you to just travel, you know, right down the road and see. Um, and this Creed Whittemore guy, I mean, th- the thing is, he, he can't be more different, in my opinion, than his brother Trent in terms of his – the, the the size makeup and, and the in the talent um it's whatever but in terms of, of being able to to use him in a different way Trent's a big guy he's obviously going to be you know over the middle more of a possession receiver jump up you know gonna go get it we've seen that out of him the past couple of years Creed on the other hand is more of a shifty guy and obviously we haven't been able to see him much um during high school in terms of playing that receiver position because he's a quarterback but you know you can kind of project that you can see how he's shifty he's quick he's fast he's you know fluid and he's a little bit smaller than Trent obviously so it's going to be interesting to see how they use him I think that it's a really good get they don't have the guys you know in that we talk about this a lot you know able to be you know fast in space quick in space and while they have guys that can you know get the ball and run up the field like a Justin Shorter on on the outside and screens and things like that they haven't had that guy over the middle of the field to be able to you know sort of break ankles you know or or so and and then catch the ball and then sort of go like 40 yards down the field i mean that that kind of guy is like a Kadarius Tony and um, not to say that Creed's going to be Kadarius Tony, but at yeah. the same time, it, it's always good to to get a guy with that sort of skill set. So, I mean, I think Zach, you you you've talked about it before, but just in terms of being able to diversify that wide receiver room, it, it's just a, a a great get. Yeah, and that's um that's the thing is you need guys that can separate too. That's right. one of the things these guys are lacking. You know, they got the big bodies and solid speed. They can go up and get it. They can fight for contested catches. But one of those things that Kadarius Tony did so well was separate on uh, on specific routes. He became a great route runner, but even without great route running skills, he was able to find ways to separate from defenders. And UF does lack that at the time. Whereas with a more shiftiness, cer- certainly looks like he could be able to do that. You you get the projection, and he's a fun quarterback to watch. You know, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's a quarterback at the next level. Um, you could use him like they've used Trent in the past. Trent, right. Trent has thrown touchdown passes at the University of Florida. Like it, plays. Yeah, it's you could get creative with him because he's got that type of experience. But the athleticism's there. The projection makes sense. Napier also has told him that they plan on using him as a punt returner. 
when he gets mm. here. And they don't really have a great punt returner at all right now. Didn't last season. Problem kind of seems unsolved. He could make an immediate impact right off the bat uh, coming in and doing that as well, uh, which they are – we're going to talk about this more later, but they're going to need freshmen to step in and make an immediate impact in next year's class for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can't go um, two straight years. Now, I'm not saying that no freshman made an impact last year, but but you, you, you can't go this many years without having a class that comes in and basically is the next step up. Like you, 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 you need to have guys that are able to come in and improve the team right away. And I think that you know they're on their way of doing that. They 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 know what they sort of need. They they know what they're gonna have to you know get in the future, and they're sort of paving the way. Obviously, we don't know everything about it as of right now because, I mean, it's it's only what you know May. You you, you got to wait until at least around June. Me and Zach, I think I think we we talked about it before. You know, around August first is when you should start thinking about, hey, is this going to be um, a good recruiting class or is this going to be a bad one and i think that um to 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 be able to see it unfolding right now i think it's gone pretty well i think that you know so far they they've been able to land a a few key guys nothing crazy but you know you don't get those crazy guys until late june you know or early july late july those kind of months so um i'm excited to see and, and and you're right i think that this class is going to be extremely important i think that they're going to have to get a lot out of these guys and um that's just the nature of the business they landed another guy that he may not step in and make an immediate impact, but I wouldn't be surprised sure. if he could make an impact early in his career and become a dependable player. That is IMG Academy offensive lineman Nijay Harris. Uh, he committed about an hour before, hour and a half before Creed did. Um, yep. he, he's been a starter his entire high school career, um, going into his third year starting at IMG Academy. Not many guys have done that. No, again, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to make a comparison like Demetrius wasn't trying to say Creed Whittemore is Kadarius Tony, but Evan Neal, I'm pretty sure is the last offensive lineman to have started three years at IMG Academy. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be fact-checked, but I'm pretty sure that is accurate. I think you're right. And look what, you know, Evan Neal did. He went top five. So, I mean, clearly, obviously Harris is going to come in here and he's going to go top five. No, I'm just kidding. Um, five or it, seven. It, I think it was seven. You, it was you, the Giants' second pick, right? He did go seven. You're right. You're right. Yeah, because they got seven. tips. I just want to acknowledge well that it was a great draft by the Giants in the first round. I thought that was a fantastic use of their resources, but we're not a Giants podcast, so we won't talk about it too much. But no, you're you're sure. you're you're right. It's it's the whole point you're trying to make now is that for him to come into IMG and start three years in a row, going into his fourth year now, it's a great. No, this will be this will be his third year, but he started his freshman year at his um his first high school before he transferred. So. Right. Four year starter, regardless. Regardless, three year starter at IMG. It's a very fantastic way to show, you know, how how good he is. I mean, how, how much you know they've they've invested in him because this isn't a program. This isn't a, a, a just a normal high school football team. This is pretty much they base their entire school around the the athletics department. I mean, it's almost like a college. It's better than a lot of colleges in terms of like maybe the D2, D3 schools. You know, this is something that's kind of crazy. And when you see the campus, I haven't been there personally. Zach has. But when you see the campus, it's extraordinary. So all that to say, this guy has a lot of pedigree. Obviously, he's he's highly trusted. And I think that this is something that's good for the Gators to get. Um, we talked about it. I think we might have just mentioned it either in the article and then all, obviously on Twitter. This is only the second guy that they've gotten from IMG who has actually played at IMG. 
um, since its inception. And that includes, you know, obviously Dan Mullen's tenure and um, McElwain's tenure. So it, it's, it's pretty impressive for Billy Napier to come in here, obviously get, you know, Wilson and now, uh, now he's getting Harris and it's just um, it's showing that the relationships between IMG and Florida, which is, you have to have that relationship is growing. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. And I'm really interested to see, you know, how this shapes up moving forward, because if you can start landing guys from IMG, Oh my goodness. Like your, your, your um, recruiting classes are going to be fantastic. Yeah. That's going to be one of the biggest keys moving forward for Napier. Cause that just, that type of talent is exactly what we saw them missing over the years, like the blue mm-hmm. chippers. You know, and not every IMG kid's going to be a blue chipper, but they're going to mm-hmm. come in with a great understanding because, like, they've got very experienced coaches, like better than you'll find at a lot of high schoolers, teaching them technique, teaching them, you know, getting their bodies in the best shape ever. You're going to get at least high floor players that can come in and make an impact quickly. And Harris seems like that type. He can play guard. He can play center. I think he's six three, mm-hmm. around three thirty. Uh, I saw him live. Um, well, not live. Yeah, no, I've seen him live in a game before. That was um, when I saw Kamari during his junior year, and Harris was a freshman starter. Good game. They they okay. smacked Edgewater. Edgewater. But um, I also saw him recently at the IMG Under Armour camp. He's pretty athletic for his size. He moves well. Uh, he really seems to pick up on twists well because they were doing that with drills, having guys twist and stunt through. Uh, high IQ type of guy on film. He looks like a road grader Um, looks like he'll fit the gap scheme that they're trying to install a bit more with the run game here at Florida. It's a good fit. And then, yeah, exactly what you said too. You know, you need to keep adding those IMG guys. He's a perfect start and they're in it for several more IMG guys this cycle. So it's certainly going to be something to keep an eye on as we get down the stretch of the 2023 class. And speaking of getting down the stretch of the 2023 class, I think that would lead us into our next uh, our next part, continued mm-hmm. recruiting, uh, some commit dates that we know are going to be happening over the summer. In fact, one big one. That is July 23rd, uh, Orlando prospects or Orlando area. You've got Dr. Phillips, offensive tackle, Peyton Kirkland, Jones, uh, edge rusher, linebacker, uh, Malik Bryant, and then defensive lineman out of Osceola, Derek LeBlanc. They're all supposed to go on July 23rd. Uh, Brandon Carroll and I from All Gators were able to go down and check those guys out uh, as well as some of their teammates over the past couple days. That is why we did not get this podcast out at our normal time. (laughs) But um, I would say it was well worth it. We got to catch up with all those guys, see them in a practice setting, see what their skills are. They are talented. And another guy that's worth mentioning here right Mm -hmm. now, and I think that he's a priority for Florida. I don't know if he's like 1A necessarily at his position, I know LeBlanc is up there, although they play different positions, but is LeBlanc's teammate out of Osceola, John Walker. This guy is a stud. Got to see him in their scrimmage last night. LeBlanc wasn't playing with an injury, um, but Walker just feasted that entire game. Um, so long story short, got to see a few high schools, got to catch up with these prospects. Demetrius, I know you've gotten to see a lot of their film too. What stands yeah. out to you about these guys uh, before we get into some of the recruiting updates that we got from them? Got you. Well, I, I'll just say this about um, John Walker, and we're going to talk about some updates with him, but just in terms of his size and athleticism, he stood out immediately. I think, you know, Zach put up some stuff on, on his Twitter page. You can check it out at uh, Zach underscore Goodall, and it, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, a guy in, in high school – 
that's able to, you know, be three. How how how, how much does he weigh? Like three ten or three? I think he's listed as three ten. Yeah, I think he, I think he's probably three fifteen, three twenty, sure. but he carries it like in, extremely. It, well. it 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 it's almost it's it's kind of crazy. It's it's they're just built different. I mean the, that that that's all I can say is that nowadays they're just built different. And and this guy was tearing through the offensive line, and and it's not just normal drills. I think that Zach mentioned it earlier too. Um, they're they're going at a very fast pace. So this guy has to line up quickly, get out from under the snap and get off the ball instantly. And he's able to, he's having to do that repeatedly. Boom, 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 boom. And he was able to do it. And um, Zach can talk more about that in, in terms of, in terms of what he brings, but being able to have a guy who can penetrate that quickly, that fast, that smoothly is going to uh, bring so much to the table. And I think that somebody like LeBlanc as well, um, not the same exact position, probably he's probably going to be more, you know, inside and outside and, he can do similar things in terms of pass rushing, getting off the ball, quick, agile. He's a little lighter. I think, uh, what, what was he, like 275? Yeah, 6'4", six, four, six, four, 270. Sure. So in, in, Very in, long, so he, too. He's a guy who can get off the edge, um, probably similar to Princely right now. And I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. I think you guys know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, and and he's going to be able to be become that guy who can you know get off the edge but also go inside on third downs. And then we already talked about Peyton Kirkland a little bit in the past, but, you know, he's, he's obviously a guy that they're extremely interested in. And, and, you know, if, if, if they can get all of these kind of players, uh, I'm not going to say they're going to get all four and that includes uh, Bryant, but if they can get all of these kind of players, I mean, just think about the, the type of class they can have. I mean, these are all not blue chippers per se, but they're all guys who can come in and make an impact right away. In my opinion. Now we, we, we talked about, Malik Bryant a little bit before and um I think to me he's sort of like a edge rusher obviously but at at six foot one it's a little tough for me to, to say that he can go and play that um at all times but if you put him out there as an off-ball linebacker and move him to edge then all of a sudden you have a versatile playmaker who can make plays on both sides I think he's listed at six two but still um similar things were a little bit smaller but a guy that can play both off ball and on ball. And it's just going to be interesting to see. I, I think that all of these guys that you guys talk to um, from what I've seen, I haven't seen them in person either, but uh, all these guys that you guys talk to are just, you know, interesting talents. Yeah. I think that they're all major needs for Florida too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can start with Walker and LeBlanc. Yeah. LeBlanc. He's, he's very long. I think that he's the type of guy you want to develop as a strong side end, but also like with that length, he can add weight and healthfully play three tech on pass rushing downs. Um, and, and whereas you'd want Walker at three tech on early downs, maybe even keep him there on pass rushing downs too, because he's a very capable pass rusher. He's got moves. He can swim. He can convert speed to power and vice versa. He can just win with power. Um, extremely strong. And like I said earlier, carries his weight extremely well. He's very muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could even move him to nose tackle. You could play him there full time if you wanted to, but I think he'd be best served as a pass rushing nose tackle on third down, uh, in addition to normal down three tech. But that's the thing is that and I can't wait to watch them when LeBlanc is healthy, but go down yeah. and um, and see how they complement each other. But just based off the skills you can see on tape, seeing camp, seeing practice settings, like you see why it works. And I think that, you know, Florida's they've got a lot of targets on the defensive line. It's a great class this year, especially in the state of Florida. But I would do all I can to get LeBlanc and Walker. They've got chemistry. They, again, they complement each other well, and I think they'd both fit the defense pretty perfectly. 
And they're guys that could play immediately. And like we were hitting at earlier, Florida needs players that can play pretty quickly, especially on the defensive line. I mean, that's yeah. what some of LeBlanc told me. They're they're basically telling him at his position that they'd want to start him at, there's one guy, and he probably won't be there by the time LeBlanc enrolls. Uh, that makes me think Jermon Dexter at three tech, yeah. but that could also mean Prince Liuman Malin if they uh if he were to have a breakout year and declare, because again, I, I think that he might be a better fit at Princely's spot. But regardless, I mean, again. They need help in the trenches. We talked about that on the uh, transfer portal podcast episode. Um, they need help there, and I think both of these guys can come in and play very, very quickly. Um, as for yeah. Bryant, he's um, – oh, did you want to add something there? Well, I, I was just going to say, you know, obviously they, they need these guys to come in and play right away. I mean, but you can see why. You can, you, you can see, you know, how aggressive that they were trying to be um, it appeared at least on the transfer portal to try to fill these spots. They lost out on a couple guys already. Um, they're still, you know, after a couple more, but you can tell that they're almost, I don't want to use the word desperate, but whatever word is a little bit better than that in terms of they need these guys to come in. They, 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 they need somebody to play right now. And so think about that next year when they do lose a guy like Dexter, you know, they might lose a guy like Princely. They might lose other guys to the transfer portal. All of a sudden, you're just completely, you know, SOL. And so now you have to have these guys come in and play right away. Yeah, and the same thing could be said at offensive tackle with Peyton Kirkland. Yep. Um, he has been starting since his freshman year, too, at Dr. Phillips. He's been there all four years. Extremely technical. Uh, great footwork, great hand usage. He knows what he's doing. I personally would want him down maybe to like 335 once he gets to Florida and is ready to play. But because of his technique, you get him there quickly. All of a sudden, you've got someone that can play maybe their freshman or redshirt freshman sophomore year. Um, and they need that. Again, same type of deal, offensive line. They're losing Richard Garage after this season, uh, I would imagine. this. Yeah, this is his fifth year. Yep. So he'd be out after this. They don't have a left tackle of the future re- lined up except for – transfers that we know they're developing right now in Jordan Herman and Cameron Waits, but those guys, they might need some more time. Um, and Kirkland at, at worst could come in and compete with them pretty quickly. Um, I would, I would love his fit. He's uh he really likes Florida as well. They've done a complete 180 in his recruitment. Cause he, uh, I'll just leave it at this. I've had conversations with Peyton as well as people around the program and Peyton didn't love the last coaching staff. I mean, I think he's even made that pretty obvious in his interviews that he just was not a fan of Florida. They were not in it whatsoever when the last staff was here. Now they're a top five team. He's visited several times. They are in it. They're going to be a hat on the table come July 23rd. I like their chances quite a bit. I mean, I like them with um, I like them with Kirkland and I like them with LeBlanc specifically because LeBlanc. I told him this on uh, on Thursday night. If I had a dollar for every time he visited Florida this spring, I'd be a rich man. And he agreed. Like he, I think it's been six, six or seven, like since Napier got hired. Yep. I, I like their chances with those guys specifically. Um, I don't know if there's something you want to add on Kirkland before I move to Bryant. Uh, no, nothing. I want to add on Kirkland. Um, we'll 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 talk about you know sort of more recruiting stuff a little bit later. I think you have, you know, some stuff that you and Brandon were able to get um, out of these guys. And and I think that the listeners will be happy to hear about it. Yeah, sure. Um, I will hit their interviews just after Bryant, because Bryant's the next one that I'm a little more curious about. He Mm -hmm. seems to really like Florida. They're going to be another hat on the table. 
I think it'll end up coming down to being an Alabama, Florida, Miami race. My question is, and we talked about this before the pod, what does he fit best? Yeah. Is he an edge rusher again at, at six one, like you were mentioning, six two? Can he play edge rusher in the SEC? Is he an inside linebacker? Um, you know, coaches go out and see guys during um during spring practice all the time. And when I was there to see Bryant the other day before I caught up with him, Jay Bateman was there, Florida's inside linebackers coach. And that made me think, okay, maybe he is gonna get recruited as a will that can blitz, also play off ball, drop into coverage, shoot gaps against the run, stuff like that. And um but at the same time, I talked to Brian. And he said one of the main guys he talks to is Mike Peterson, the outside linebackers coach. Um, now, I've we've heard Napier say it, I think, two or three times. Uh, when they go to recruiting, um, I guess analytically, the three things they look for, height, length, and verified speed. I can promise you Malik Bryant's got verified speed. That kid is a freak <laughs> athlete. He's also extremely powerful for a little guy. Like he, If he were a 6'4", 240, 50-pound edge rusher, he would probably be a top 10 player in every recruiting ranking out there. Like he, He's got it. Um, but he doesn't have the length. He doesn't have the height that SEC edge rushers typically need. I mean, look at Brenton Cox, lengthy, not overly lengthy, but lengthy enough, and he's 6'4". Yeah. So is that something that will be a drawback for Napier and his staff when it's all said and done? Do they put him at inside linebacker? Do they do, like you said, move him between inside and then down onto the edge and pass rushing packages? I'm not sure, but one thing I can promise you again is that just like the rest, he's he's got serious talent. Absolutely. I, I I think they have to, if they do bring him in, I think that they have to use his versatility. If you just put him out there on the edge, I I mean, unless he's a Dwight Freeney, which we talked about, I promise you this is not going to look pretty. I mean, it, it just is the nature of the uh, of the game. These guys are six foot seven. I mean, look at the guy that Florida just got from the transfer portal, you know, a few months ago, Cameron Waits, he's six, six foot eight. I mean, Evan Neal, who was just drafted six foot seven, almost, you know, it, it, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're massive human beings on the edge now at tackle in the SEC. So you go ahead and put a six foot one guy out there. I mean, just see, you know, how, how much success he has. So I, I'm going to say, obviously, he can do that, um, but it's not on a consistent basis. I would say it can't be every single down. I think that they would have to put him off ball a little bit, have him go out in coverage, which, you like you mentioned, his speed is something that you need to use because otherwise, you know, it's just not going to, look pretty so I, I really do think that him in space is going to be great and i think that if they really want him they can have a fun you know chess piece sort of player where they can just sort of move him around have him play different spots and enjoy it brandon got to catch up with uh with peyton because he stuck around dr phillips a little longer than i did i had to make my way over to jones to see malik at that time uh talked to him a lot about florida although we've done several interviews with peyton on florida so yeah. we've got all his thoughts on the coaches thoughts on the program so he went a bit more in depth on the rest of his top five as well um which is oklahoma alabama michigan state and miami um he gives all of these programs a lot of love even though i said that you know i like where florida stands with him he does have a lot of respect for these other guys he's got officials set to four of those top five schools before his commitment date Interestingly, although he gave, and Brandon included the quote in the story, uh, a lot on Nick Saban, uh, how much he loves the type of coach he is, feels like he fits his character, Alabama is not one of those official visits. Uh, he's got Oklahoma June 2nd to 5th, um, Florida from June 10th to 12th, 
Michigan State, uh, June 17th to 19th, and Miami on June 20th to 22nd before mm-hmm. he comes home and thinks about it for a month. Um, he will unofficially visit Bama on June 1st, but at the same time, kind of weird that he's not thinking about that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it's telling. I, to me, it, it would be almost stunning, and I'm not going to say – that this kid's hundred percent committing to Florida, but it's just, it, it's, it's, it's telling to me that this guy can visit the team almost as if he lives there. Like he's just like, Hey, I'm going to take a trip and I get it in the state. You can do that. It's a lot easier, not as costly. I get it. You can have more visits. So you shouldn't read too, too much into that, but to visit the Gators as much as often as he has to praise them as much as he has, especially when what you said last before it wasn't even a thought on his mind to come to Florida because of the previous staff. He just wasn't interested either. They weren't interested in him too, whatever the case may be, things have changed. So uh, it, it, would, it would be a shocker almost that if, if he didn't, you know, at least strong, like, you know, if, if Florida is not up there in the top couple of, of teams that you should be looking at, then, then I'd be surprised. And I think that it is telling that, you know, Alabama is sort of, you know, cast aside like, Oh yeah, I'll take an official or an unofficial. I mean, to, Alabama on June 1st, you know, people don't just say that if they're taking an official to Alabama, they're going to yell it, you know, scream it, you know, to the masses. So um, I sure. think that that's a positive sign in my opinion to, to Florida and, and to these other teams, obviously. And, and, and I guess we'll just see. Bryant's in a similar situation. He's got a top five of Florida, Alabama, Miami, USC, and UCF. He's doing an unofficial June 3rd to 4th to Alabama. Then he has three officials, Florida, June 10th, USC, June 17th, Miami, June 27th. Uh, Mm-hmm. Wish he would have done UCF, man. Like, why, why, why is he yeah. leaving the hometown team out to dry? Uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> uh, same type of deal. Maybe those three are kind of the not to be named front runners, but out in front, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. That'll be one to monitor. And then, as for LeBlanc, he's still considering his top seven. Uh, doesn't have much set up for OVs, except for you guessed it, his one millionth trip to Florida. Um, let me pull that date up real quick. I know he's got that and he's also got Penn state the week after, but otherwise, uh, no official setup. He still wants to set some up. He's just got to kind of figure it out at this point. It's uh June 10th for Florida, mm-hmm. 17th for Penn state. Uh, the rest of his top seven is Clemson, Miami, Ohio state, Oklahoma, and UCF. So like, I don't want to say it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how much of a race there is to be run here when it comes to LeBlanc. Like, it's good for Penn deal. State. I don't know if he's been up there much. Maybe he just wants to go up and see Penn State. Maybe he's taking him very seriously. I don't know. But like, that's that is that that'll be the seventh visit of the spring. It, it's a similar. It's a similar deal to Kirkland, obviously less so, but just like in terms of these guys just taking visits to, to the school and LeBlanc is probably, you know, the, the, the biggest suspect in doing this. It's like, you might as well just, just have a dorm, just sort of sleep there and maybe commute <laughs> back to high school at this point. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe we read a little bit too much into these things, but it just really does point to that direction. It's almost like it'll be a shocker at this point now. Um, to see him commit elsewhere. But like you said, he has a official visit going to Penn State. Obviously, you can't just drive up to Penn State every every week or every month. So it's a little bit tougher. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. But but like, like we said, July 23rd, that's going to be a pretty special day, hopefully. And like you said at the start of the show, August 1st is when you start worrying about recruiting. Yes. If Florida goes 3 of 3, heck, if they go 2 of 3 even mm-hmm. on that day, 
and are in a good spot with a guy like Walker, maybe have some commits pile up before that, I don't think a single person will be upset on August 1st when it's time to make some judgments. I, I truly do. I truly think they're in a good spot. You know, we got time. Schools have time to make their rounds and catch up. But Florida's done a good job this spring leaving lasting impressions and emerging as what I would call finalists for for these guys. Uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how it happens, um, especially now, because right now it's the middle of May and we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about except for the occasional <laughs> commitment. All right. Well, um, Demetrius, any closing notes from you? Anything you got for the people? Um, are we gonna are we gonna skip over John Walker? I don't think we talked about him. Or oh, we did we did a bit before. I mean, I could I could get okay. Well, okay. Well, I was trying to lead you into doing this since you broke the news. He's gonna be taking an official oh, visit. Oh, yeah, to, he's gonna be taking an official visit to Florida soon. Um, he hadn't said that in in, in the past. Uh, Zach was able to talk to him and, and and got that out of him. So um, that's exciting. That's another thing where you're like, okay, another guy wants to take an official to Florida um, out of nowhere almost. It's just it's clear that to me that this staff has put a priority, especially on this clearly the central part of Florida um, in terms of developing or, or getting talent. And um, it should be an exciting you know moment for them if if they able are able to get you know maybe two out of four or three out of four of these guys. As you're well aware of in your favorite part of the industry, there's so much recruiting news all the time. It's sometimes easy to forget some Understandable. stuff. Understandable. Yeah, no. Um, was able to get that news out last night Did or today, I guess. I talked to yeah. Walker after his performance. Another guy that really likes what Florida has to offer, uh, loves Sean Spencer, the defensive line coach, loves his energy, loves his coaching style. Um, he just put out a top seven recently. I don't think he posted it himself, but it was recorded – um and and florida's in it he's got officials to four of them and then the last one was kind of up in the air they weren't sure um if it would be florida or miami and Mm -hmm. he let us he let us know that it's going to end up being florida which came to the dismay of many miami fans i saw him on the timeline saying he wasn't a take and uh i promise you if you're a miami fan listening to this right now and you don't think he's a take oh god I don't know what to tell you, man. This kid's a take. You it's don't al- know what you're watching. It's always funny. It's always funny to see the like competing. Even Florida fans do this. It, it, like if another school is all of a sudden the front the front runner, everyone's like, oh, he wasn't a take here anyway. I, I promise this guy. I mean, just looking at him, he's a take nearly anywhere. You can't just say no, he's not. Be, like based on what you know. If he's not have- a take from Miami, then they don't have any interest in building their defensive line. Sorry, it's just how it is. He's got officials to Ohio State, UCF, Michigan, and USC, as well as Florida. Said he is in uh, really absolutely no rush to make his college decision. I'd imagine it comes into the season, uh, especially because Florida, I mean, that visit and maybe some of the others, I don't, he wasn't able to confirm all the dates. He didn't have his phone near him. He had just played an hour and a half of a scrimmage and was tired. Um, he doesn't have them all readily available, but. Mm-hmm. They're going to extend throughout the summer and into the season. So yeah, yeah. He he basically said that you know after all of his officials, he's he's going to make his decision. So I mean, and that's fine. I think that well, these kids can make the decisions whenever they want. Honestly, um, sometimes they put people put a little bit too much pressure on them, including the programs themselves. Um, understandably, in some cases, but you know, other times it's all up to them. If they want to wait until the very last second to make a decision, that's their prerogative. Yeah. 
I'm excited to see it, man. I, I want to go down and see all of these prospects in some games this year. I'd imagine they'll match up with each other at some point, and we will uh, we will get y'all some good content whenever they do. As well as these camps, we got some uh, some exciting stuff probably coming in the pipeline in the next month or two. Uh, just hitting the road, checking some different places, prospects, schools out. Uh, excited to bring it to you. Any um, anything else? Did I miss anything? Did I forget anything else? <laughs> you didn't forget anything else. I was uh, I was trying to to lead you into it, but you know we 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 settled in. We we did it. We did it. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's all that recruiting news, baby. Yeah, it's it's the best time of the year, every day of the year. Yes, absolutely. As Dan Mullen is uh, is well aware of. Yep, always recruiting, always recruiting, always always be recruiting. A B C. Well, that's just about do it. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you again to our uh, to our partner Bet Online. Again, make sure to go check that out. Use our promo code B L E A V at BetOnline.ag for a fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, I'm Zach Goodall. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Goodall. All of my written work, video highlights of these guys, et cetera, et cetera, at allgators.com, uh, as well as this podcast. You know, you're listening to us. You want to keep hearing it. Hit subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you hear, find your podcasts. Uh, as for the guy right here next to me, make sure to find Demetrius on Twitter at Demetrius82. Uh, you can also find all of his written work with me at allgators.com as well as Big Cat Country if you are a Jaguars fan Ooh. and want to catch up on Rookie Minicamp. He, uh, he had his first session today before we recorded this pod. Demetrius, before we exit, give our uh, our listeners a quick glimpse into what you saw. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Jaguar fan, you're going to be um, excited because football is actually you know being played in, in a way. You know, They're obviously in uh, shorts and, and T-shirts. But it's always fun to see the guys out there, big guys, especially uh, Trevon Walker, their number one pick. The guy looks insane. I mean, it's just going gonna, gonna to be incredible. Um, not to say that he's going to be amazing on the field. He just looks athletically like gifted. It's, it's clear why people love him in terms of his athleticism. So it, it, it was a fun day. I think that the Jaguars, you know, got a pretty solid group of rookies. And I think that, you know, as we get going, we'll see um, what's going to happen with the new staff. Everyone loves Trayvon except the people on the show because he is two and one against Florida in his college career. Thank you everyone for joining us and we will catch y'all next week. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.